0: Hello, welcome to episode 33 of the Milish podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Today we're talking eco bricks and hopefully answering all your questions about eco bricks. And for those of you who've not heard of them before or wondering what the hell I'm talking about, eco bricks are plastic bottles packed with clean and dry plastic that can then be used literally as building bricks for a whole variety of structures. And they seem to be something of the kind of marmite of the plastic pollution fight, with fans of them citing them as a great way to keep plastic out of the biosphere and out of our waterways, whilst we work on drastically reducing the mind-bogglingly enormous amount of plastic we've come to depend on, and for the plastic that would otherwise be thrown away to be turned into something of value. Meanwhile, opponents argue, sometimes quite vociferously, is that the right word, that by having a nice, neat endpoint for our plastic, that this somehow legitimises its use and prevents us or reduces our incentive maybe for tackling the real issues around reducing the amount of plastic that we're using. I've been intrigued by the concept for probably i don't know about 18 months now and i've been trying to get lucy on the podcast for at least the last six of those months lucy is the uk's eco brick queen she also goes by the name the watercress queen because that's another side of what she does and she is the first uk certified eco brick trainer and an all-round basic wonder woman she steadfastly refused to come on the podcast until i had made my very own br- eco brick and me being me, I procrastinated and I faffed and till eventually Lucy, I think she must have took pity on me and she sent me a make your own eco brick kit to make it absolutely as easy as possible for me. And even then it still took me a good couple of months to get around to it. But at last it was done and it was actually a really useful experience to make one and, and full credit to Lucy for sticking to her guns and ensuring that I did it. In this podcast, we dive into everything EcoBricks, what they are, why they came into being, what we can do with them after we've made them and how to make them. And I also asked on my Facebook page when I knew I was going to be interviewing Lucy, what kinds of things people want to know about them. And I posed several of these questions to Lucy, especially regarding some of these more contentious issues around whether they actually encourage plastic use and whether they do any damage to the environment as and when they degrade. It's a really interesting chat, I hope you agree, and it was great to be able to cut through some of the hype and, dare I say it, hysteria maybe that sometimes surrounds them and to speak to someone who actually lives and breathes EcoBricks and really is truly passionate about the positive impact that they can have, not just on the sheer volume of plastic that we're pumping out into the world, but on communities and on individuals as well. Now be prepared, this is a slightly longer episode than normal, but As I'm putting this out there, it's coming up to half term and I figured obviously you're all going to be looking for something to keep you and your kids entertained on long car journeys (laughs) if you're off on your holidays. So I hope you enjoy it. Grab a cuppa, keep your eyes on the road if you're driving and sit back and enjoy. Hello Lucy, welcome to Sustainable-ish. Let's kick off as we always do. Can I ask you to introduce yourself and tell us what you do?
1: Hello, my name is Lucy Mann. Um, I'm also known online as the Watercress Queen. Um, I have that name because I grow lots and lots of watercress. Um, and I am an EcoBrick trainer, and I was the first one in the UK. Um, and I spend my time helping people to EcoBrick, as well as running our aquaponics farm in the New Forest.
0: Brilliant. I always assume everybody's always heard of eco bricks, but I think there are probably still a lot of people out there who haven't. So, very, very basic, back to basics, what is an eco brick?
1: So, an eco brick is a plastic bottle that you have put your plastic that you have consumed into to a set density so that it is, becomes firm and solid like a brick so it can be used again and again for building it turns our plastic into something that is valuable. Okay and
0: where and when were they invented?
1: So they kind of simultaneously sprung up around the world it was kind of one of those things where lots of people had a kind of similar idea um, but mainly out in the Philippines and Indonesia um where kind of people started connecting and just going look we can do this and we can do that and a guy called russell mayer who's canadian but was living in indonesia in a very remote indonesian village where he was trying to to work out what to do with all this plastic that was hanging around in in the biosphere because there was no rubbish disposal Mm -hmm. um so he's started stuffing the plastic into a bottle he'd seen people making um sand bricks where you stuff bottles with sand and earth and he just could we do this with plastic and he started working on the idea and developing the whole principles about it um and just it's just
0: coordinated and spread from there Wow, and what kind of projects? You say you create this brick thing, but mm-hmm. that I can I can imagine a plastic bottle stuffed full of plastic. I can't imagine then using that as a building brick and what I could build with it. Okay,
1: okay. so what you can build, really anything. You know, it's it's down to your imagination. Um, well, the first thing we always start with, and, and what you have to build as part of the training course to be an eco trainer, is modules where you use silicon sealant to put the eco bricks together um, and you create stalls. And these stalls, usually out of 12 eco bricks, to make a kind of hexagon type shape. And you then can use them to sit on they are incredibly comfortable depending on the size bottle you use when you make a stool you've got to make use the same size bottles over and over again um and they are really really comfortable but then if you make two stools and two modules the same shape they connect together and you get a tall seat stool so um two stools made of two liter bottles that connect together. As the height of a chair, and one of my favourite things is to take them out and get people to sit on them. When I'm doing talking about eco bricks, doing workshops and things, I always get people to sit on them, and they always end up with the ex- same expression on their face of, "Oh, that's comfy." That's after they've been brave enough to sit down, because we we know plastic is light. We know plastic is is you know flimsy on its own. You know you wouldn't sit on a crisp packet yeah expect it to hold you but when you've combined the plastic
0: to make it into something useful it then holds you um so when you're going to sit on it is yeah. it the upside down bits of the bottle or the pokey neck bits of the bottle
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the bottoms uh, so if you've used <laughs> if you've used coke bottles with the knobbly bits mm. it, one of the the thing that everybody says is when they've sat down and they've done the, oh, this is strong, they go, oh, it's just like a massage. <laughs> like those beaded seat covers from the exactly. 80s. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it, but it is actually really comfy. It is, it's, it, you have to sit on, on one to believe it. And I don't expect anybody
0: to believe it without sitting on them. Because and actually then, even I didn't. Can you cover Sorry. them if you wanted to with some, some padding and some fabric? You can do. To me, it defeats the point of the object. And I personally
1: like looking at them because to me, they are an expression of my energy. Mm -hmm. And there's something that I'm proud that I have made. Um, I wish I couldn't make them. I wish we had no plastic. But I'm proud to be taking personal responsibility for the plastic. And I'm proud to be actually doing something myself and not trusting other people to to keep the plastic out
0: yeah and I guess a really great conversation point as well if people come around your house and you invite them to sit down or you're sitting down on one of these stools it's a brilliant way to open a conversation around plastic use and that kind of thing with them
1: yeah it is and actually when people come to the house um they get to sit on the tea because as a family now we've got several of these in our living room myself and the children actually sit on them more than we do the city because they are actually just they're they're comfortable and they're something that actually lends themselves to naturally sit. Right. Um, Yeah. So um, but then once you've made your modules, you can then go on to building things like um, benches. So sort of friendship benches in schools is really popular. Um, You can make, uh, raised beds for growing food from um there's a local project to me that they're going to create meadows that can like little miniature metal meadow, meadows wildflower metal meadow, meadows so that out of the eco bricks um and there will be a house in wales made at some point um there's funding for it already um and that's part of a earth building um
0: project that's that's going on over there. So things like the houses, and I understand that um, abroad they've made schools and that kind of thing mm-hmm. with them. Am I right in saying it's almost like a, a sort of wattle and daub that goes on top of it? Yeah. So the, the eco bricks are bricks and then you have to cover them to stop the sunlight degrading them, do you? Or what's that what's the logic behind covering them with something yeah. else?
1: Yeah, you got that exactly right. So the idea is that we cover them so that the sunlight isn't going to degrade the bottles you do see in a lot of the the pictures the ends exposed um and work is continually going on to monitor how the structures that have been built already are going on and one of the things that is kind of like a more recent development is because people like to know that something has been built with the eco bricks it's that thing that to say we've done this this is our community has, has actually achieved this so it is nice to have some of the ends exposed now the reason we expose the ends and not the side of the bottle is the plastic is its thickest point mm. on the bottom because they need it needs to be thick there to support the weight of the drink so they can get yeah. them on the pallets etc um and the um when building with cob now with it's in words the the bottle the bottom of the bottle is sunk into the wall a little bit instead of it being flat right there is a uh, 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 enough cob protruding to make shadow over the end of the brick and that will should delay the degradation even more because
0: it's not You know, it's got that that shade on it all the time. Great. And for the friendship benches and the raised beds, again, do they need to be covered or can they be left uncovered? Yeah, if they're outside, they need to be covered. So how would you cover a friendship bench? That would be done in the same way? In cob, yeah. Okay, cool. Now, I hope you don't mind me saying, and I'm sure you're aware of it, Eco bricks do seem to be a bit of a Marmite thing. People seem Mm -hmm. to either love them or very vocally object <laughs> um i guess some people's concern or some of the common things that that i've heard and i'm sure you've heard umpteen million more
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that it, there's a theory i guess or a train of th- a school of thought that says it's legitimizing our plastic use it's it's mm-hmm. saying it's okay to carry on producing and using uh, non-recyclable plastic because there's there's something we can do with it.
1: Yeah, that's that's always a um a thing that comes up. And my the first thing I would say is if you're gonna criticize, show me the eco-brick you've made so Mm. that you understand the process. And that's why we always ask people make an eco-brick and then tell us what you think of the process. Mm -hmm. Because trust me, the process is meant if you follow the instructions. So you wash, you you dry, you Chop up and you pack your bottle. That's a mind process. It's not meant to be quick. It's not meant to be um, a production line to get as many eco bricks out as you can. The idea is so that you actually look at the plastic that is coming into your house and you understand where it is coming from. So by doing that, you should be able to say, right this is the thing I'm going to change. I hate cutting this bit of plastic. (laughs) I will change this thing and change it and change it forever. So that when you walk into the shop, you go, gosh, that rice packet, for example, that was a bugger to cut up. I'm not going to buy that. How else? I I will buy something else. I will buy it in a different way. And that's, that's what the process should bring out in you. the, The desire to not, have to eco brick and the best eco brick you can ever make is the one that you cannot make because you have no plastic to put in the bottle
0: yeah you almost want to do yourself out of out of eco bricking yeah totally that that is it exactly we do not want anybody
1: to be able to eco brick yeah until that plastic
0: stops coming into our house do something responsible with it, okay, yep, yeah. and the thing you said about it's it's a quite a mindful process, and it it forces you almost to look at the amount of plastic that's coming into your house in the same way that I encourage everyone to do a plastic audit, and even if yeah. you keep your plastic for a week because we're very used to that out of sight out of mind, putting our plastic in the bin, don't worry about where it's gone. If you have to keep yeah. it, even if it's just for a week, you will probably cry when you see how much plastic there is exactly. Um, and, and I think exactly as you said, collecting your plastic for the purpose of an eco brick makes you so much more mindful about the single use plastic that you're using. And, and then, as you say, the next logical step is to think about how you can reduce. Yeah. that. One quick question. I want to ask you lots about the logistics of making them. Hmm. But one other, um, I guess, concern that people have is. Obviously, over in the developing world where they don't have a rubbish collection infrastructure, this is quite a sensible thing to do with the plastic. As you said, it's keeping it out of the biosphere, it's keeping it out of the oceans, out of the rivers, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Here, where we have, albeit a very complicated recycling system, county to county, and all those sorts of things, um, what is the benefit of eco bricking versus curbside recycling versus terracycle recycling versus? Energy from waste slash incineration? Okay,
1: so the first thing is do any of those things actually keep the plastic out of the biosphere? Do they truly, honestly keep the plastic out of the biosphere? Um, secondly, do we trust curbside recycling? You know, we know that the, the recycling industry is being investigated for fraud. We've got um, canada and indonesia talking about war because canada the canadians won't take their disgusting contaminated plastic that was supposed to be recyclable and now is stuck in containers i don't know if they've, they've shif- shipped it back yet but you know we cannot as a western world keep shifting our waste yeah. around and the plastic the, the 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 plastic that goes for recycling You know, we don't clean it. We don't um, send out non-contaminated, high-grade plastic that is possible to be recycled most of the time. We are so damn lazy that our recycling actually doesn't go for recycling. Um, Incinerating doesn't keep the plastic out of the biosphere. It just breaks it down into a different form. However clean... The incinerators say that they are they may have filters on them but they still have top ash bottom ash which then have to have something done with them yeah you know the plastic is still there there's no magic disappearing trick sure we cannot keep using plastic in the way we do yeah they cycle they don't own any um recycling plants they ship it to other people okay yeah. So there is nothing. There is nothing that you can do with your plastic consumption that where you pass it on to somebody else that you can absolutely one hundred percent follow the trail of where that plastic goes. Yeah. With an brick your great grandchildren will be able to look at the validation number. Will be able to look it up and be able to know that you did something responsible with your plastic. Yeah, we'll be able to trace what your you did with your plastic.
0: Yeah, so I guess that almost leads us on to another question I had is that what happens to these eco bricks in a hundred years time, one hundred and fifty years time? So if we look after them,
1: then they'll still be there, right? You know, it, it, the idea is that we look after them and treat them as something valuable. We don't take gold and dump it Mm -hmm. so plastic is one of our resources it's something that you know we dig the oil up out the ground yes we turn it into various products we can't put the oil back into the ground so you know we don't put gold back in the ground Mm -hmm. you know but we look after it so let's look after this gift you know let's change our mindset and turn it into something that we actually want to protect and look after and you know seeing something that is valuable because we can use it again and again and again and again instead of just dumping it instead of tre- treating it as something that is a, is waste bricks turn plastic into
0: something valuable okay great and are there any problems with contamination of the you know when we're thinking like microplastics and things like that contamination of the soil around them um and you know if they do degrade those kinds of things so if they're looked after they
1: shouldn't degrade and that's why it's really important to to kind of follow the rules a good solid firm eco brick actually will last and last and last when they're outside and they're covered with cob we know cob actually just traps everything we know it makes everything so tell us what cob is so cob is your natural building material and it's um you take your soil which you have to check your uh clay content mm-hmm. in the soil um so if you haven't got enough clay content for it to 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 bind then you you may need to search clay from somewhere else but large especially in the UK mm-hmm. large large parts of our soil is clay based um and clay hat so you add you take the clay and the earth you take sand straw it can be um things like bacon and, and and that kind of thing you mix it together um, and then you use it to cover and build with so we used to use, call it bottle and daub. Mm-hmm. the wattle was um you quite often hazel um sticks but we're just replacing that bit with the plastic and yep. covering it um, you can put a lime render over the top to to make it nice and it sets like concrete we've we've got a couple of small pieces that we've done up at the greenhouses and um it go it's rock solid within a week i was standing on on the that we did a little test wall yeah. teach somebody how to use the cob within a week i was able to stand on it and i'm not exactly little so you know <laughs> um it does it they they are real it it does it it actually sounds like concrete when you knock it uh, okay it goes rock rock solid and it then just traps everything
0: it'd be really really interesting to see this house in wales when it's finished and to um to be able to follow that and how it weathers and all that sort of thing um, and yeah. another question that i see asked or another um i don't know another thing that people come up with is um this assumption that we make eco-bricks here and then they are exported for use in the developing world mm-hmm. am i right in saying i'm sure i read somewhere that bricks in the uk stay and are used in projects in the uk yeah otherwise we're just doing the
1: same thing as exactly them. the principle with eco bricks it doesn't matter where in the world you make them but the principle is to use them as close to where they are made as possible so the first place you if you're making an eco brick the first place you look to use it is within your home mm-hmm. if you can't use it within your home then you find the nearest local project and hey if there isn't one set one up think yeah. of what you could do within your community because the other point with eco bricks is to bring people together they're about being able to do something practical together with your neighbor you know just as an example down my road right i've lived here 24 years and i know a few people but not that many most of them in fact we've got more people over the age of 95 in our boat than anything else but through eco bricks i've met the guy at number 19 and he waves and says hello yeah when I drive past now before we just glared at each other you know that's a connection he now leaves me bags of eco bricks on my on my driveway (laughs) you know so it's that's what it's about it's about connecting people and you know if you can't if you don't use plastic bottles which I hope you don't yeah and you want to make an eco brick two choices Go and litter pick or Mm. knock on your next door neighbour. Go and see that person you live next door to who you may never have spoken to and have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Let them know that, you know, hey, you're going to do this really crazy thing and then talk to them about the plastic. And then let's talk to them about your community and how, you know, what's going on in your road, what's Mm. going on in your village and have those conversations.
0: Yeah. No, I love I yeah, I love this. The more you talk to them to me about them, the more <laughs> Right. If we get on to yep. the nitty-gritty of making them. Now you were really good because you refused to come on the podcast until I'd made my Eco Brick, didn't you? Yep, I did. And, but I cheated massively because you sent me an eco brick kit, which was one bottle, and it was only a teeny tiny bottle, one bottle to look at, so I knew what I was aiming for. One empty uh, bottle, and you had washed and dried and shredded all the plastic for me. So all I had, and had to do was ram it in with a spoon. And I would say that to anybody who says eco-bricks are legitimizing plastic use, they're making it really easy for people to carry on using plastic. Making an eco-brick is bloody hard. Work. <laughs> like all I was doing was pushing it in with a spoon, and I felt like... <laughs> um so yeah okay let's start from the beginning what type of bottles can we use what size bottles can we use okay so any size bottle any type of bottle so milk
1: bottles as well no not milk bottles they're the only the only thing that you really don't want to use and the reason for that is that milk bottles actually are the most likely bottle to actually be recycled properly Mm -hmm and are the nearest thing to closed loop recycling of plastic bottles that we have at the moment. Okay. Um, they are also when you stuff them they kind of expand out to a funny shape. Right. And it's incredibly difficult to stuff the handle. <laughs> and and you can't see through the the plastic. You want when we when we're looking at eco brick we want to be able to check that the plastic is clean. Yeah. Um because we really don't want eco bricks with moldy mucky stuff in it so no milk bottles but any other size bottle if you have a choice of bottle something with a flat bottom Mm -hmm. is easier um depends if you want your
0: massage on your bum or not
1: it does yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly um and um yeah so you, you don't want a sports um lid either right so, yeah but you can swap them so if you've got a really good bottle that but it's got a sports cap on it yeah you'll probably find that one of your other bottles that maybe not isn't quite so good maybe it's a, a, a flimsy plastic
0: the lids will probably exchange now you said about the flimsy plastic there yeah my mother-in-law much to my um mm-hmm disappointment gets bottled water like the two liter ones from like aldi and Lidl and stuff and they're a really they seem to have really thinned their plastic down in their bottles they're Mm. very lightweight thin plastic is something like that robust enough or not um that's going to be dependent
1: on how you um stuff them so if you if you get the density up and you get them nice and stuffed then yes you can still use them um one of the the most frustrating ones are the ones where they've got lots of ridges down the side, right. um, because it feels like you've you've still got gaps in them because of the ridges. Oh, okay. Actually, it'll be really solid and dense, but
0: you can still uh, press it a bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So the bottle presumably needs to be rinsed out and completely dry before you start. Yep. And then, what sort of plastic can go inside the bottles? If it's plastic, it can go in. Okay. Uh, it's, it's as easy as that you will hear
1: lots and lots of people they go oh, any non-recyclable plastic well i hate to tell you this guys but no plastic is recyclable the word recyclable is talking about a circle
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and it, plastic can't go in a circle it cannot go back into the ground and become oil again so it's not circular it can be downcycled it can be reprocessed, mm-hmm. but we really need to move away from describing plastic as recyclable because yeah. in its true essence, no, it isn't. Even things where they are saying this, you know, there's 50% recycled plastic in a bottle, there's that's still only 50%. Yeah. And yeah. so so move away from the idea of recyclable plastic. It is Anything that is plastic can go in that eco brick, and this is one of the things I I love when people start this journey is that they then actually have to discover what is plastic, right? Um, I quite often have like eco brick parties at my house, and we (laughs) know how to live. I know (laughs) it's all rock and roll here. (laughs) Um, and I had this lady come, she's really lovely, she's in her 70s, and she sat there and she went. So can you tell me what this what's plastic? And we went through all the stuff, and she's like, "But is this plastic? Is this?" And it, to my question, answer to her question every time was, "Yeah, yeah." And she just, and, and she actually is quite normal in mm-hmm. her understanding. I think a lot of people we've just got so used to the plastic that we don't recognise it in all our form, it, yeah. all it forms. So what are
0: some of the common things that people don't recognise as plastic then?
1: Um, Their clothing. I think that's, people forget that, you know, that they're wearing plastic. Um, So could you put acrylic fabric, chop it up and put it in your eco-brick? You could, but you're not going to get your density. Okay. So I do a lot of sewing. Um, All my sewing is using reclaimed materials. Mm -hmm. And... um, Part of that is I bought out one time the stock or the the what was left from a, a business that used overlockers a lot, mm-hmm. big big cones of thread. It's all acrylic thread. It's all mm-hmm. polyester. It's all plastic. And the the choice was: I save this from landfill and use it, or I have to buy something new mm-hmm. and, yeah. and yeah. like and we don't buy new we don't we are we don't buy anything new in our family mm-hmm. um so it, the choice was to use the the thread so that goes in my eco brick
0: right yeah.
1: yeah um really anything I mean you know when you look through the things that people have discovered in in, in this journey on our EcoBrick group and they're going I was just thinking about this. Can this go in? It's like, yeah,
0: if you want to chop it up right. so it's going, it can go in. So hard plastic can go in. Yeah. styrofoam styrofoamy type. Yeah. What about the sort of what like polystyrene? Yes, yeah, so anything like that, you need to
1: spread it over several eco bricks. Right. So if you filled an eco brick with polystyrene, apart from the fact you're going to get into a horrendous static <laughs> mess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um it's the bottles the eco brick's going to be too light so spread it over so you know if you if you get some styrofoam
0: it has to be cut up and spread over so yeah same with plastics cut it up you've said a minute ago about not wanting it eco bricks the plastic inside to go moldy so the really key thing is to make sure that the plastic that you're putting in is clean and dry yeah and i like I said, I was really lucky because you'd done that bit for me, but that's, that is my personal stumbling block. Adding cleaning and like washing and drying plastic onto my to-do list feels too much. Have you got any good time-saving tips for doing that? How to make it as easy as possible? Um, of course the obvious one is actually, should we not buy the
1: plastic in the first place? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll get over that one. Um, so for us in our family, when we have plastic come in, um, my partner and, and my two children still eat meat. So that tends to need washing, mm-hmm. you know, gets put to one side, actually gets put on top of the dishwasher. Um, we've done all sorts of experiments, but we've found for us what works best is we have a few things that need washing up in a bowl. When we have a little bit of water left, mm-hmm. we wash the plastic up in that I then put it all into a pillowcase so I've got a, a rotation of pillowcases mm-hmm. um, and I will have one that any dry plastic that is clean that doesn't need washing mm-hmm. goes straight in then I use a pillowcase that I put all the washed wet plastic in mm-hmm. and I hang it on my washing line and there it can stay because it's trapped it's well taped right. down it's not going anywhere and dries it takes a while to dry but i don't need days or how long it depends on how much i've put into the pillowcase if i've stuffed it too full it uh, and the plastic's not moving around it will take um but usually a day or two but it depends on the weather as well yeah 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 but it what it does for me is it takes that worry of needing to then do I need to worry about it if the weather's changed and it's windy and I know it's not going anywhere. If the pegs came off the line, it's still actually trapped in the bag. So, um, and that's just what works for me. And then, um, I finish them off drying if it, if i you know, in the winter, if it's taking Mm. longer, I stick it inside my conservatory and just leave it there. And then I've got,
0: I will still have plastic I'm working on. Because I've seen in, because you've got a big Facebook group, haven't you? And I've seen people in there saying, you know, that their house just ends up being adorned with various bits of plastic picked up and hanging. But that's a a really nice way to keep it all contained in one place. And like you said, you're not having to constantly look at it or think about it. Okay.
1: And I've done the adorning around the house (laughs) and I've done, I have done all of these things. I have tried everything that somebody has suggested in the group. I have tried because I do believe in actually experimenting. Yeah. You know, yeah, I have actually put it through the washing machine. It doesn't work. Okay. I have tried putting it through the dishwasher. It doesn't work. Okay. You know. Well, it doesn't get it clean enough or? In the dishwasher, it melts it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and actually my 16 year old son stood there going mum why are you doing that it won't work and I'm like I have to try it yeah and, oh, no. write, um in the washing machine now we tried that because lots of people were asking about it and in um certain countries where they have top loaders right. rather than drums um it was seen as quite a good idea what I found over here is we have lots of paper labels on the plastic right yeah yeah. that becomes a very sticky mess in your washing machine (laughs) if you put it in a pillowcase and put it in the washing machine it doesn't really get it clean because okay movement so you know the best thing is not to buy the plastic second best just
0: wash it in in a little bit of sure liquid and if you've got crisp packets and things can you just give them a, a wipe with a damp sponge and
1: yeah if you use vinegar for for cleaning you can just give it a spray and a wipe down okay. and that that works for us packets
0: okay so we've we've got our clean dry bottle we've got our clean dry plastic the next step is to shred the plastic or cut it up yeah small and again i see people struggling with that in terms of um, it's quite hard work on your hands, depending on how hard the plastic is. Somebody mm-hmm. asked because I put this. I said I was going to interview you, and yeah. what questions did people have? Somebody said, "Can they put it through their paper shredder?" Have no. you tried
1: that? <laughs> yes, didn't work. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the the problem with that is you're likely to blunt your shredder, mm-hmm. and then that's creating waste. And actually, the point is to not create yeah. waste and not to need to go out and buy anything. Sure. It's to utilise what you have already. Yeah. Um. And we don't want things broken. And then you're using electricity. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. the minute you start using a machine, and I get asked this all the time, and I can usually guarantee it's a man asking as well, <laughs> can we, you know, I is want to get machine. the what? Yes. takes away that mindful process. Yeah. Because actually the idea is for you to
0: not want to have to sit there cutting it up yeah so I guess that's yeah partly a societal thing now isn't it we're so used to quick convenient, mm-hmm. boom getting things done and actually as you say the I hadn't quite computed that whole mindful element of it I'm someone who you know I'm like come on let's get this done but yeah, I think actually doing it and thinking whilst you're doing it about how you might be able to shop a little bit differently is is yeah. really Important. are there any types of scissors that work particularly well um just as long as they're sharp really um
1: lots of people have tried the herb scissors oh, okay but they i i ended up with a, a pair from my mother-in-law are and they like
0: multi-bladed ones yeah.
1: yeah and i found that there was a bit of a static issue with those oh okay um so they can work yeah they're not brilliant. Some people will use um rotary rotary cutters. Oh, okay, yeah, like for um
0: quilting and sewing,
1: but then again, that that concerns me about the you know, let's not go out and buy something yes. yeah. for it. And also, I t- tried it and then had to go and buy a new blade because <laughs> it wanted
0: my so you know, maybe you yeah. use your old blades to do cut plastic. And harder plastic. You said that styrofoam and things, you need to spread it out because it's so light. But I'm thinking things like maybe plant pots or the meat containers and things. I, they look like they'd be hard work to cut up.
1: They are. Um, I've only cut up one plant pot and that was because it was broken and smashed up anyway. Yeah. So um, it uses our
0: so above anything yeah, else. Yeah.
1: Yeah totally utterly reuse re you know over and over again and then when you can't reuse it then you eco-brick it okay um, you know so um with cheese seems to come in these sealable yes bags. yeah yeah um and where we live we can't we, we really struggle to get to anywhere that any shops we we live kind of quite out in the sticks and the, quite often the only cheese we can get is in these reseal mm-hmm. things so they are now all in my freezer yeah because they are brilliant freezer bags and yes. they freeze things in portion sizes and we've discovered that if i freeze the cakes in those the sixteen year old will go and eat them, you know, take them out of the fridge and, and he knows that they're a portion that he can right. eat. so that they've, they've actually become quite helpful in yes. that respect. Yeah um, like you say quite good for lunch box portions and all that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly. So you know we've I've now got a whole drawer of them. If I could I wouldn't buy cheese yes. that way. Yeah. But as I actually really don't have a, a an option very often mm-hmm. then that's what we have to buy so I found
0: a way of reusing them brilliant so we've got our clean dry plastic we shredded it up the stuff that you sent me was quite long um but thin I would have said less than um probably like half a centimeter width is that about yeah okay yeah And then you have to squash it into the bottle. But the really important thing is that you compact it down as you're going. And especially at the beginning, is that right? Now, I used, I only had a 250ml bottle and I just used a wooden spoon. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It did make (laughs) my muscles ache, packing it in. (laughs) Um, Are there any good tips around that about packing it in? And and is it little and often, just keep squidging it down all the time? So for your first sticker brick start small mm-hmm. the smaller the
1: better so that you get your technique right right um i would suggest in the bottom to use some very soft plastic and a larger piece so something like if you've got a carrier bag that's yeah. lit put the whole thing in, in one oh, go. Okay. and what that does is it embeds into any nooks and ridges yeah. and bumps at the bottom of the bottle and creates a nice soft base because what you want is those dimples mm-hmm. filled, so that they don't? De- when, if especially if you're going to make a stool and you sit on it, you don't want those. Yeah, squatting. you want them to be, remain solid. um So put that in first. That creates a nice base, and then, like you say, little and often, keep putting it in. Weigh it as you go along, so you right. know you're on target. Because there's nothing worse than getting to the end and then realizing
0: you're hundred grams short because you can't move it down enough right um and then and I found having to like going around the sides you know really poking it down yeah. the sides gave me a lot more room
1: yeah it does and and the plastic does this quite magical thing and I I personally love the sort of the middle bit of making an eco brick because it does this magic thing so what my top tip is do not put the bottle on the um work surface and ram it in right Hold it up so you push upwards oh, and this makes it an awful lot easier. It doesn't damage the bottom of the bottle. It doesn't yeah. you your, your, your knobbly bits. And it allows you with your plastic stick, whatever you're going to use, to actually hold the plastic that you're putting in against the side of the bottle and push it. Right. And, and it's this yeah. kind of movement. And each time you put a piece in, turn the bottle round push upwards and just you just gently push upwards
0: and just keep doing it and it's it, we get back to the mindful thing. yeah <laughs> that but, is a good tip because I I was doing the squash it down on the table yeah. and did nearly give myself a hernia like pushing yeah. down
1: <laughs> exactly and it, it's not it you know people often say to me oh I can't because of this physical sort of in, injury or right, yeah. you know I've got weak hands but actually if you just gently keep pushing up Keep pushing up. Yeah. And plastic kind of congeals itself. Sure. Um, you know, you you don't need force. Anyone can can actually do this
0: if you just use the right technique. And I know you said it's supposed to be a mindful thing, and we're supposed to be thinking very carefully about our plastic use when we're doing it. Do you sit there doing it while you're watching telly? Yes.
1: <laughs> um, although I have to confess, so much of my time is taken up helping other people. Yes. Um, And I I actually don't get time to make many myself. Um, In fact, I've just finished a two-litre bottle that I started at Christmas. Wow. Because I just don't get enough time to sit there. And it just needed that last inch at the top that just needed that bit more working. So I I did that yesterday. Um, I spent quite a bit of time repairing other people's So. We, we are the hub for eco bricks so if anybody in the uk so if anybody has eco bricks that they don't know what they're going to do with mm-hmm. we'll take them if nobody's got a project local we will take them i have a, a huge sense of responsibility having been the one that went oh this is a really good idea Should we all start talking about it let's get everybody doing this in the uk i feel responsible so you know I don't, you know, don't put them in the bin if you think right. there's one local. You know, we will make sure that they get used and we will help other projects get going. So, for example, I've just sent 212, I think it was, 500ml bottles to a project in Stroud so that they can help finish something that they were doing there. Wow. Um, I've sent two litre bottles up north. You know, yeah. it's... If somebody needs a certain type of shape or or size bottle, we can pull it out of the stores and go, right, there's these ones, you can have them and get your project finished, you know, especially if somebody's got a deadline and they need another 20. Right, yeah. Let's get you that 20, let's get it built, let's get it finished because we're at that cusp where there's lots and lots of projects around the UK and no one's quite finished anything yet. Oh, really? Oh, that's fascinating. <laughs> so, you know, I really want to help people get, get things finished. Yeah. And in time, that will change and that won't need to happen. But in the meantime, let's yeah. work together. U- the UK actually isn't that big a place. Mm-hmm. You know, let's work together yeah. to make sure that we can really show the world that we're we're doing something.
0: Yeah, possible. yeah. And before we move off making it, just one final they need to you've mentioned the weight a couple of times now they need to be a particular weight and why is that so if we're going
1: to turn them into something valuable we have to be able to measure that value in some way right um and by making them dense to a certain weight we can say that that is a good valid eco brick Mm -hmm. um when we go through the validation purpose process the um the other thing with them being a certain weight is it makes sure that they are safe. So safe structurally in that they're not going to collapse. Right. That you can use them to sit on if you're making a, a stool mm-hmm. or that they can be used in building to be s- strong and secure yeah. in a building. But also when we look at fire safety, if a eco brick is well compact and has no air pockets in it, it is less likely to burn if there was a fire than a underweight one right it's their pockets because it's the oxygen in, that's trapped sure. that will get it going yeah um and fire safety is something that we we take really seriously and we are going to have proper fire testing done oh, okay um, we're just working on on that process and, and yeah. getting several universities involved so that that will get done. Um, oh, wow. There are also there's a um, people in uh, uh, New Mexico. Okay, fundraising for uh, appropriate fire testing and, mm-hmm. and building construction testing over there for ECO Ricks as well.
0: Okay, so you
1: know it, it, they will become a proper building construction material for use within your home within small small applications yeah.
0: and as a rough um rule of thumb am i right in remembering that it's the volume of the bottle times by a third so if you've got a liter bottle it should be sort of 330 grams yeah. in weight when you weigh Absolutely. it at the end.
1: yeah
0: okay great um so what there's a validation process that you've mentioned yeah. mm-hmm. what's that what's involved in that? Okay so when you have
1: your eco brick and you finished it and you're all nice and proud of it <laughs> you can go to go brick which is uh, g o b r i k so miss out the c um, gobrick.com um, and that is the data site so that is where we collate all the information about all the eco bricks from all around the world mm mm-hmm. And you basically log your Ecobrick on the site. It's quite easy. Um, you fill in all the details. You, you create yourself an account. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got a local project going, you can assign your Ecobrick to that local right. project. Um, and you fill in all the details, just answering the questions. You then get given a number. The, the system generates um, your Ecobrick number. Yeah. Um, the very first one i made was number e or that i logged was e997 okay we are now on last time i looked we were on something like 37,000 wow whatever okay so that's in you know, it might It's probably even more than that now so you know that's how how much it's grown so yeah. the, the number you put put the number on the bottle it needs to be written actually on the bottle and it needs to be in permanent pen nice and big with the weight and preferably the date you made it okay Then photograph it and um you want to make sure that you've got the whole eco brick in the picture um and then the site tells you whether it's dense enough or not so you submit it and it goes it'll if it's not dense enough it will tell you okay go and correct it if it is dense enough it says yep great and puts into the queue to be validated, um, and the validation process is where three separate people look at your eco brick, which is why the picture is important, so mm-hmm. that people can actually see you've made a good eco brick. And they, they they answer a different set of questions, which are related, saying, "Is it made with clean plastic? Right. some colour is it? Um, you know, is this a good eco brick?" And yeah. these the, three independent people will say yeah, that's a really great eco brick and validate it. And that then gives your eco brick, it adds to the, the, the data to the stats. So uh-huh. we've got, the, the figures keep changing, but it's it, at least seven tonnes of plastic trapped out of the biosphere wow. bit yeah. um, in eco bricks around the world. It's actually more than that, but we, we, we the system took away all the Eco bricks that weren't of the right weight. That had oh, okay, yeah. So that's why the figures keep changing because it's a real system in in mm. development. Um, but then, especially if you're if you're a community leader, you get to see how many men, how many women have make, been making eco bricks. Where the plastic has come from is it plastic from their home? Is it mm. litter collected plastic? Oh, okay. Is it beach collected plastic in an ocean brick? Is it a cig brick, which is cigarette oh yeah so it, it and it tells you where all this plastic has come from and it then gives you data so say you were a community project that wanted to go for funding to say this is what we do yeah can you help fund our activities you've got proof yeah you can say, this is how much we've, we've taken out the biosphere this yeah. is what we've done um and and it's 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 proof of 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 work It's proof of what
0: we've done yes yeah you mentioned there about the bottom being did you say a solid color or a different color is that important that the bottoms are only, a color
1: only if you are putting them to a, a project that wants a specific color uh, okay yeah so for example swansea eco bricks are making an art installation at the Sea City Museum in Swansea mm-hmm. and they want uh blue and white bottom oh, okay.
0: yep. bricks because that they're going to do something like this. Oh okay. Yep, no that makes sense. If your brick fails the validation process mm-hmm. other than cry, what, what can you do? <laughs> um, you can correct it.
1: There are lots of ways of getting more plastic in. Um, you can
0: start again if you wish you can So, do you have to cut the bottle open and take it all out or
1: you can some you'd be surprised how many people do um i have have never done that to one of my own but i've done it to a few other people's where i've they've just not been anywhere near usable and i've not been able to use any other method to
0: repair them okay
1: but normally, I t- if I need to repair an eco-brick, I take out the top two-thirds. So how do you do that? So I've got a l- pair of long-handled tweezers. Uh,
0: okay, yeah.
1: there, And you-, you take that out, and then you can slide bits down the outside of what's left in there.
0: God, you need a medal, Lucy. For... <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the other questions that came up on the Facebook page was that if you're using them for your own... School or community project? Yeah. Do they need to be validated?
1: Um, they don't have to be, but if you're, especially for a school, wow! You validate, you get them validated, you get them logged, and you you can your school can show what it's done. Imagine the learning tools for that, and the the you know you can bring maths into that because sure. you got the wonderful pie charts, and you can show the community what you've done, and yeah. you know. So it's a shame if you don't. Okay. There is no you don't have to, but again, it's that whole pride thing. Let's put um that 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 data out there to say this is what we are doing. Sure. We're validating yeah. us our own energy.
0: And if you wanted to use them for a stool, say at home, mm-hmm. and it hadn't passed the validation process, but yeah. you know, you were there and you were scrunching it and you were pretty happy with how dense it was and that sort of thing, yeah. you could still go ahead and Of course you can.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the The idea is to not wait, not be wasteful. So, you know, if it if it hasn't been validated, you can still use it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I see people do them as um,
0: doorstops and things as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Although for a doorstop, you want them heavy. So if they've not been validated, oh, okay, then they might not be. to work <laughs> as a but yes, you can. And it's and one of the things I really have loved is all the inventive things that people have come up with did you see the bedside table lamp no ah. amazing this guy made it and he he basically threaded his the cable through the bottle first yes. and he sealed it up with a little bit of uh, silicon sealant around where the cable came out of the bottom bottle at the bottom yeah then made the eco brick so the wire amazing. was we, I did put all the instructions on on my Facebook page. The Watercress Queen, yeah, I like, how he made it, and then he reused a light fitting. It was amazing! Wow, amazing! You know, all these things that that you can think of to make with them. Yeah, you know, go for it. But there is another side to the validation process, is in that there is a thing called the brick coin. Yes, I love that because it's like. It, bitcoin but a (laughs) brick but you can't get those if you don't take part in the process okay so you when you log your eco brick you get validation credits Mm -hmm. so that you can go and validate other people's eco bricks so the whole system is about not cheating okay can't validate your own you have to validate somebody else's and you have to have three different people to validate okay Um, and When you've validated other people's eco bricks, you get awarded your coin. Now, at the moment, the only thing you can really pay for with them is um, to do training to become an eco brick trainer. But in time, it is hoped that there will be a way of actually using them to buy things with. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's giving value to your plastic.
0: Yeah. And you've mentioned sort of school projects and what a great project that would be. And I've I've thought similarly, you know, to talk to our school and see if they'd be interested in doing it. My concern is that I'm not convinced how thorough a group of eight, nine, ten year olds would be at cleaning, chopping, drying and ramming Mm -hmm. plastic in. Is it a worthwhile exercise or do you just end up with a load of really crap bricks that can't be used?
1: So the main thing, it doesn't matter who is taking on the, the, you know, doing this, whether it be beavers, whether it be school children, whether it be university students, whether it be uh, adults, Mm -hmm. is actually to understand why you're doing it. Yeah. And this is where the workshops come in. So a workshop actually isn't just about how to make an eco brick. It is the most important part of the whole workshop. Yeah. Why we're making them. And when people understand why they make them, they don't make bad ones. Okay. So when I do school workshops, the, I try and make sure that I have at least two or three teachers within the school who understand the whole yes. process and why we're doing it and what the UK Brick should should end up feeling like. Um, when you don't run workshops, when it's led people who haven't in. It, invested their time into understanding the process that's when you get poor bricks. okay so you know i got um i had 400 brought to me by a school that had started when everything went viral and everybody was jumping on the bad bank bandwagon they didn't do a workshop the children didn't understand what they were doing it was still very much um from the heart and yeah you know they wanted to do it mm. but just didn't understand why they were doing it and that's where the quality doesn't happen
0: so if you run a workshop with a school you talk to the kids kind of or, I guess show them what to do and then do they then is that a project for them to do at home almost and bring in the completed eco bricks? because it, I can't imagine you know getting it done especially with beavers or something you know in an evening session you're not going to get it done are you?
1: No, so in beavers and cubs, we it would expect them to, to be taking the UK brick away and coming mm. back, back and forth with it. At schools, um, I try and spend at least four hours within a school. Mm. Um, we run through the, the presentation, which takes at least an hour to an hour and a half.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the children always totally get it. And the comment I get from teachers over and over again is, oh, they
0: all sat and watched and listened. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know that it would keep their attention for an hour and a half, but it does. It
1: It really does. It's really quite amazing. Um, You know, that, and every school workshop I've done, that is the first comment the teachers say is, oh, my God, they really wanted to listen. They really Mm. paid attention. Because the kids get it. The kids are cross and angry
0: with us adults. Yeah, You know? And does it work as well in... Secondary schools, as I can imagine, kids at primary school getting quite behind it. I do, How how about the sort of slightly cooler teenagers? Yeah, when you're a cool teenager, <laughs> you kind of you know you pretend
1: you're not not right, going it, but actually they can produce some of the best eco. Oh, okay. Um, and my secret weapon there is Robbie, who um, is my older son, who's he's now sixteen. He was fifteen when he did the training with me, so he was um, not only the second. Uh, eco brick trainer in the UK but he was also one of the youngest in the world there was a a 15 year old lad in Philippines yeah they were the two youngest um you know just take him along yes yeah (laughs) and and he can he can come along because I home educate my children so um you know he's free to come along and teach other children other teens how to make an eco brick and
0: he makes it pretty cool. He's <laughs> quite a cool dude, really. <laughs> <laughs> now, I should have asked you this right at the beginning. How yeah. did you get started with eco bricks, personally?
1: Me? Well, um, I Christmas Day, two thousand and seventeen. Um, I was sat downstairs, and I had promised my family that I would behave and be present, and. Um, the so let me rewind a little bit with that um March of that year I'd had a stroke and it produced many many effects for me um and it produced a lot of anxiety and um I've been making a sort of blanket which is a was about reducing my stress it Mm -hmm. was about um relieving anxiety it gave me something to focus on when everything was mm. you know because you break when you've had a stroke and it, it, you get brain fatigue your brain just does this switching off thing because it goes that's it I'm out of here right I have to shut down for a yeah. bit so that was it that was about that but it by the time I'd got to to Christmas day it was quite huge and I promised I wouldn't take it downstairs this blanket I, yeah, yeah yeah it was upstairs so I was sat in the chair and Robbie's had a bottle of coke much to my disgust so he'd, he'd finished that and there was plastic wrapping in things yeah up, and, you know because whatever we buy for children family still brings yeah yeah yeah, cakes, yeah yeah and yeah. i would not been able to do the Christmas shopping and things like that so there was all this plastic and I was kind of scrolling through Facebook as you do pretending that I was really present in the room and I saw this picture of this eco brick and I went oh I could do that look yeah. and it, before my eyes it just it you know my hands found something to do and I suddenly had an eco brick uh, okay and I went oh wow now me being me I have to question everything. So yeah. even though, kind of, I really wasn't wasn't myself. I needed something to focus on, and this was something that was distracting from everything mm-hmm. else. That my brain was just churning over, and so I kept I kept coming back to this thing and saying, "Yeah, I, let, let's find out how this works. Let's find out how I make this mm-hmm. thing." I was so intrigued by it. And then fast forward to March, and I'd actually got to a point where I was consistently making good ones, mm-hmm. and I, we, I wanted to, to to be able to do something with them, and I'd been struggling. What was I going to make with them? And then my other half, and he really regrets this now. <laughs> he, he said, "Well, we can use those at, at the aquaponics farm because everything we do there is recycled, upcycled. Right. You know, we don't buy new." um I've always been on this journey I've been you know this this um sort of mad eco warrior lark since (laughs) I was about 14 so it just made sense Mm. but then it meant we needed some other people to make them because I wasn't gonna be able to make enough so I found five other people who had even vaguely heard of them yeah I found online and I went right let's have a little group so we can talk about it and we can find out if we can get other people to make them let's invite our friends mm-hmm. so we went from five people overnight to 100 people yeah and that's when I suddenly realized you know people will make them especially when my friend around the corner who I really never thought she would entertain the idea yeah. at all turned up at my house with one like, okay this this yeah. will work um and the group steadily grew and we got to four and a half thousand members and like, this is this is okay and they were beginning to turn up at, at my house dribs and drabs you know that was fine nice easily yeah capable level Manageable. yeah and then one of our members did one of these she'd got angry she got angry at the amount of plastic that was in her eye right. and she'd made an eco brick and she was so like oh my God, I had enough plastic in my home to make an eco brick. Boom, there's a picture, put it on Facebook. And she had thousand odd friends. Mm-hmm. And all her friends went, oh, look at that. I'm going to share that. That's a brilliant idea. And they started sharing it in groups and sharing it left, right and center. And Facebook did its little thing and it went viral. And we went from four and a half thousand members to 27,000 members <laughs> in 10
0: days because I think I was in I, I'm fairly sure I was in the group beforehand and I just remember well, like checking back in like a few days ago. oh my god yeah and I, I know well it was one of the admins
1: um the other admins Tina and I we were sat talking of a Saturday night and she's like what's going on I've just approved another 50 people yeah And then 10 minutes later, she's like, There's a thousand people waiting to get into the group. What's going on? And this is like 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. And we're like, no idea. We'll investigate in the morning. And we came back and it had just gone berserk. And there were thousands of people in the queue to 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 be Mm. um, put in the group. And it just was berserk because everyone was asking exactly the same questions. (laughs) And we really didn't know how to.
0: Manage a group of that size, and that's almost a a full time job in itself managing a a group of that size. Yeah, it is. Yeah,
1: um, and now last time I looked, we were at 41,500 members. Wow, um, and it's growing, we get at least 50 people every day joining. Yeah, um, and then there's about 30 odd spin off groups as well. Really. Yeah. And that, but that's the point. That's, you know, because of those 30, 30 groups, not all of them are active, but most of them have an average of around thousand.
0: Okay. 100%. And they're doing community projects and... and
1: they're about community projects and they're about actually connecting with local people and yeah. people meeting each other through the, the local groups. And that's exactly what we're aiming for. That's what we want. We want people to connect and be communities again, and the next stage for me is to now look for solutions for how we, what more can we bring to communities? What m- more can we do? So it's great that we are all looking at how we can reduce our plastic consumption. Yeah. But actually, that facility isn't there for m- probably 99% of the yeah. population. So, how do we change that? What can we do without it being? reliant on big business because yeah. the minute we we expect big big business to provide the answers, they are all about making money. That's yeah. all
0: they want to do, and then that doesn't ha- that doesn't ignite community. Right. So so when you say about community, what I was hearing was something not just around the eco breaking, but some way of helping the community reduce their plastic consumption yeah. as well yeah yeah
1: totally so i'll give you an example there's a um a community in somewhere out in indonesia and they have got, started with ecobricks and they pulled together a community through ecobricks but they now have a community farm they okay. now are teaching that com- members of the community how to sew and repair their own clothes and make their own clothes yeah they Know and they're bringing people together to make eco bricks, but then to want to make other things and to to create things. So that's why I have eco brick parties. Yeah, you know, let's actually sit and make eco bricks, but we'll then talk about, yeah, what else we can do. You know, and I love clothes swaps, I, you know, love community food growing. We put, um, tomato plants in our garden every year so that people can help themselves oh. tomatoes strawberries and figs that you can help yourself to. you um, know because i know
0: that there are some people that have almost got a bit angry about how the plastic pollution um, sort of has taken off and really caught people's imaginations and said it's distracting yes. from the the wider more pressing issue of climate crisis but hmm. as i see it it's actually quite a good and I use this term, and it's probably completely wrong one to use, but quite a good gateway drug in that everybody is, it's so visible. It's so omnipresent. Everybody is aware of it. Everybody wants to reduce it, or most people are, you know, wanting to reduce it. And it's a really good, as you say, once, once you start looking at plastic and reducing that, that realizing you can make some changes and you can have an impact. And then you move on to, the next thing and the next thing and the yeah, next thing. Exactly. Yeah. So what's next for for you and for EcoBricks UK? Um,
1: so the most exciting thing is um Russ and his partner Annie, who are the lead couple behind EcoBricks. Um, we're planning on them coming to run trainer of trainer sessions in the UK. Wow. Um so they're going to be they're flying over We've, it'll be at the end of July. They're not making a special trip. They're actually stopping and breaking a flight to somewhere else that they have to make. Okay. Um, and we're managing, we're, we're going to fit this in. So there will be um, two, and, and hopefully this will all come off, there will be two three-day trainer of trainer courses, one in the south and one up north. The south one will be in the New Forest can't think why not not sure where the one up north will be welcome for suggestions right um and it will be a three-day course where um you will learn all about your why we we need to teach people about eco bricks Mm -hmm. why we're eco bricking what plastic is the effect it's having on our biosphere Mm -hmm. and what we can do about it so you'll learn how to be an ecobic trainer how to lead a community how to um, embed this in your community Um, so that's that's the really exciting thing Um, if anybody wants to a come on the course let me know if anybody would like to volunteer some time let me know and more importantly than anything else if anybody would like to donate some funds to this do let me know because it's it's we can't do this for free Mm -hmm. you know as in there's costs involved yeah you know, we want to provide you all with food we want to provide we've got to pay for the accommodation yeah. a place to do it all the rest of it you know there's nothing is free but um we do want to be able to make sure that this is accessible for as many people mm-hmm. as possible as well so the more funding we have the less we will have to charge people yeah. um and i would really like to be bringing some at least you know some people for Free, yeah, to actually make sure that we get people wanting to do this who are going to take this out to their community, yeah, really do something with it, yeah, uh, rather than people who just can just throw money at it and sure. not worry about it, if that makes sense. So,
0: how can people find out um, about the course and how can they donate? Okay, so, um,
1: we have I now have a website which is newforestacropolics.com,
0: brilliant, I'll pop a link to that. Thanks, everybody.
1: Um, there is a PayPal donate button on there, which you can actually, when you, if you want to donate anything through that, just state what you want it to be for, whether it's okay. just to support EcoBricks generally yeah. in the UK, whether it's to support the course. We also use a fundraising thing called Neighbourly because um, New Forest Aquaponics is a community interest company. Mm-hmm and um, neighborly connects businesses and community interest companies charities etc um, we've we had our first donation via that from tk max oh which, wow! you know really wonderful it's only small but it gets yeah. us going um and again you know if you want to donate that way you can do okay. that and just state what you're making your donation for Brilliant. Or the other thing, the other way businesses can get involved, and I forgot I need to mention this because nobody's actually taken us up on this in the UK. Okay. You look at the ecobricks.org website. Yeah. There is a thing called the Catalyst Program. Mm -hmm. And it is designed for businesses to be able to bring ecobricks to their local community. Right. Help businesses connect with their local community and their workforce. And to be able to prove that they are changing the way they operate in regards to plastic,
0: yeah, it's 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 fairly complicated, but it's a really interesting concept. And as a as a CSR, you know, corporate social responsibility project, that I think that would tick a lot of boxes and and be, yeah, yeah. totally fabulous. So there's the ecobricks.org main website, is that right? Yeah. Is there an ecobricks UK website? there is, but it kind of
1: it, it doesn't really work, and we couldn't really get get it to sort of happen. okay. Yeah. so um, we're we're using the new frost aquaponics one. Um, okay, simply. brilliant. So there's lots of information on there. It's it goes up as quick as I can, but you know, bear in mind the the website I I'm actually really really proud of because I made it myself. It's yeah. a drop one. Bearing in mind that this time or March 2017 you had a <laughs> well I'd lost my ability to read wow. and the written word yeah so yeah the spelling mistakes on it and yeah it's not very well, well laid out but do you know what I'm more proud of that than most things I've done in my life because yeah. to me this is recovery
0: yeah amazing so we've <laughs> got ecobricks.org we've got the new forest aquaponics site and the Facebook group is Ec- ecobricks uk is it ecobricks uk um and then
1: you know type in ecobricks into facebook and you'll probably come up with a local local group yeah
0: um and there or, is all of this information is on the central ecobricks website isn't it there's some really great sort of videos and infographics and all that kind of thing on there
1: everything you could ever want is on the <laughs> ecobricks.org website and it is all open source so you can use it right you can also become a trainer we we do also run online 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 Ecobrick brick trainer courses and the next one starts on the 25th of March but they're usually every five weeks
0: oh, okay well. 25th of May May yes okay. that's right <laughs> <laughs> brilliant so final question which I've just starting to throw in at the end of every mm-hmm. episode is who do you think would be a great guest to have on sustainability who would you love to hear from
1: oh um who would I like to hear from gosh I don't know because I don't I'm not I'm not somebody who necessarily
0: follows people yeah, to yeah yeah. yeah yeah. Is there anyone whose story you think should be told or who you think is doing awesome stuff that maybe isn't getting the attention they deserve almost?
1: Do you know the most awesome people that I know are the forty one and a half thousand odd people in in Facebook group, simply because they're there enough that they care so and actually not just them anybody who cares for our biosphere Mm -hmm. deserves
0: to be recognized for that oh that's a really (laughs) lovely place to end (laughs) thank you so much for your time we've gone on late into the so thank you so much you're an absolute superstar and I'm totally in awe of what you're doing it's amazing (laughs) thank
1: you and and you know every everybody who is doing this stuff you know like all the people you're reaching it all makes a difference
0: yeah and I think yeah we need to hang on to that we absolutely do you've been listening to sustainable ish you wonderful sack of loveliness with me Jen Gale hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old gray matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably do let me know what that is I love to hear about the changes that people are making big or small every single one counts if you've enjoyed the show and I hope you have do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is and it will show up in more people's feeds or at least I think that's how it works thanks so much for listening I will catch you next time